What's up? How's it going? This week on Altoons, we'll usher in this new month and year Noah Malcolm style. We'll come clean with 30 Russell and flaunt with Port Citizen. Plus, we'll keep the beat with beat poet Trevor Lowell Clements, who'll talk about his new album and upcoming show. Yous ready, P.E.R.? Hello, Prince Edward Island. I am your host, Adam Michael James, and you are listening to Isle Tunes for the week of January 7th, 2024. That's right, you guys. 24 is here. Damn it! Thank you, Jack Bauer. And there's no getting around this chronological odometer change, so let's lean into it. At least by getting back into the regular format here, now that we're past the special Christmas and New Year's episodes, which are still available for listening, and also by celebrating the music that PEI has to offer, because isn't isn't that why you're listening to this podcast? No sooner than you could start hearing the ever louder whoosh of the sand running out of 2023's Hourglass did Noah Malcolm drop this track. Seriously, it was released on December 29th, and I can't think of a more perfect way to kick off this new year on iTunes. Noah is proudly queer, and we've reason to be proud of him since he won Music PEI's New Artist of the Year Award in 2022. After several singles and his EP on time, Noah cuts right to the chase as we put new calendars on the walls with January. On iTunes. Oh, and I should warn you, this New Year's resolution comes with an iTunes F-bomb alert! Damn it! No resolutions, cause they say Expecting change and doing the same things are kind of crazy But I'm not crazy, I'm just lazy My interactions are sparse and brief It's just a summer grief, but I'm around Let the wind chill slows things down You'd have to ask Breakfast such a fucking task
Cadillac from their 1998 self-titled album, that's Bel Espoir on Altunes, which means good hope. And isn't that something to hang on to going into a new year? The linchpin of a Cadillac was Patricia Richard, who also recorded with Panu in the 80s. Since 2019, she's teamed up with the one and only Lenny Gallant as one half of the duo Sirene. I don't make New Year's resolutions, but I am rather keen on starting out a year with encouraging messages, because who doesn't need more of those? If this young lady doesn't inspire you, you need to get your inspo meter calibrated. This indigenous singer writes and arranges her own material, she's picked up a truck ton of awards, and not only can she dive deep into First Nation issues as she did with her highly respected track about the residential school experience, Buried Truth, she can also make you get up and dance. Let's go with the latter via a cut from her Stay Dancing EP, which just came out in November. Dee Dee Austin invites you to break free on iTunes. Did I mention she's only 17? Inspo meter is off the charts. I've been here before. Don't want to feel no more. I fear me slipping away. So I lift up my soul and see where it can go. Because now it's time to break.
Listen by your telephone You heard the rumors You hope they're not true Who's that guy, girl? Where you been? I hope you're out with your friends I heard the rumors I hope they're not true Rollers from Summerside 30 Russell with Coming Clean on Altoons. That's from their album Drive, which drove up last winter. Its track Something About a Six String has made a splash by hitting number five on the Canadian Indie Country Countdown as of this week, which is pretty damn good. I just thought you might like to hear another offering from the CD. As for 30 Russell, Darren Bigger and Tony Albert, friends for 20 years, formed the band in 2021 and folded in members Josh Bennett, Travis McKinnon, and Josh McCarville. Coming up, Dre McDonald gets lucky and manipulating sound waves with Trevor Lowell Clements and the Barncat Poetry Beat. Now from countrified to hard rock alternative, New Year, New Day Rising. At least New Day Rising is the name of the EP dropped by Magnolia last spring, but don't let that name's imagery or the kick-ass imagery of their album fool ya. 
no citrusy floral scents they, Dennis Dorion, Zach Bernard, and Yannick Agnon more emit the distinctive bouquet of hot amplifiers and the metallic tinge of heavily used guitar strings. Now that bassist James Wright, who played on the album and recently left the band, has been replaced with island notable Isaac Williams, well, that'll certainly bring something new to the old olfactories, won't it? You might say the bassist position has been lost and found, which just happens to be the title of what I'm about to put up your nose. It's Lost and Found by Magnolia on iTunes. Smell this. Looking for you all my life 
Hey, it's Eric Broadbent in the Isle Tunes studio, and you're listening to Isle Tunes.
Drea McDonald from her 2015 album Lucky. That's Lucky on Altoons. You might say Drea was lucky. This album was produced by Nathan Wiley and features the work of Island Faves James Phillips and Nikki Gallant, among others. Since we're now into 2024 and Lucky was Drea's last album, it's now officially been nine years since she released new material. But as she told me as Altoons' first interview guest last summer, her return to performing may well prompt a return to recording. And I'll bet that's exactly exactly what happens. Become a subscriber on Patreon and see not only an expanded video interview with Drea, but many of the artists who have sat down in front of the Altoons microphones. It's island content you're not going to see anywhere else. Just visit patreon.com slash Altoons. Did I mention it's only five bucks a month and every penny goes toward producing the I wasn't on the island in the late 90s, I didn't move here until 2007, but apparently these fellows were quite the thing on the island performance circuit. They are Port Citizen, and in 1998 they evolved from the group Supercar, only adding a reggae flavor to the festivities. Apparently Porque No was their only album, so let's dig into it. With one of the collection's more frisky tracks, here's Flaunt from Port Citizen. On Flaunting themselves with flaunt. That's 90s reggae rockers Port Citizen being flaunted by Altoons. 
Being nearly a quarter of the way through the 21st century already, yeah, I know it's kind of painful to say, things that we still remember clearly are now more a part of history than we might care to admit. That's why, though it's best that we live in the present, we must always remember history, and that's what we're here to do with the first This Week in PI History segment of January 1st, 1836, the PEI legislature passed a statute disqualifying... Yeah. January 1st, 1937, Prince Edward Island National Park was established, covering the 40-kilometer area of the North Shore from New London to Tragedy. The original mandate was to protect the area's beaches and wetlands, though in 1999 the Canadian Nature Federation named the park the most endangered in the park system due to coastal erosion and human impact. Let's be careful out there. January 1, 1949, First Nations peoples won the right to vote in provincial elections without losing status or treaty rights. On that same day in 1963, Indigenous people on PEI were granted that right specific to this province. January 6, 1825, Benjamin Chappelle, a member of PEI's Legislative Assembly, died in Charlottetown. Arriving from England in 1774, Chappelle was named Deputy Postmaster in 1802, and the diaries he left behind are still considered a window into life on the island. Coming up, cooking up poetics in a laboratory with Trevor Lowell Clements. The notes of nudie are noticeably neo-honky-tonk, and that was as true when he played with the Turks as it has been in his solo work. Living in places like Arizona, Texas, and New York City is going to have an effect on that sound as well. But he does make his home on PEI, so this selection from his 2016 Everything's Different in the Night album will probably be something he knows about quite a bit more than I do. It's Island Girls, and it's from Nudie, and it's on Isle Tunes. Island girls, they always come back When they're done with the city Things that cities lack Like a slower pace a smiling face a Boy that she knew When they left there too Try to make his name Find fortune and fame On the streets of a town Without his past to bring him down to forget the girl that helped shape his world One day his telephone rang She laid it out so plain She said, come on home Can't make it here alone I miss your smiling face In the warm, safe place I felt in your arms I miss all of your charms Things we used to do No good without you West, try to bring back her man, could not be found, seemed he changed his plan, could not forget the girl 
It helps shape his world One day her telephone rang And her heart just sang He said, I'm coming home Couldn't make it there alone I miss your smiling face Warm, safe place Felt in your arms Missed all your charms Things we used to do No good without you Island girls, they always come back When they're done with the city Things that cities lack Like a slower pace Smiling face Boy that you knew One day you came back too Island girls from the newsworthy nudie Here on Altoons if you want to know where you can witness the onstage antics of island girls, island boys, and island everybody in between, you've come to the right damn place, because winter isn't stopping these folks from performing for you at the following places on the following dates. Thursday, January 11th, it's Benny Vaughn featuring Emily McClellan at the Trailside Music Hall. Friday, January 12th, it's Saltwater Dollies at the Trailside. Saturday, January 13th, what a big night for shows here on the island. We've got Haunted Hearts at Copper Bottom Brewing in Montague. Winter Jazz 2024 with Catherine McClellan at the Poorhouse. And the Umbrella Collective album launch featuring Joss Rayom at Baba's Lounge. How do you choose? Looking into next week. January 14th, it's Island Jubilee featuring Melissa McKenzie, Frank Witte, and Janelle Banks at Florence Simmons Performance Hall. January 16th, Don Ross with special guest Sean Hall at the Trailside. January 18th, Quitting Time, a tribute to Zach Bryan featuring Kira Lone and Cody Vokey at the Trailside. January 19th, Groove Company does a fundraiser for the QEH at the Trailside. Also January 19th, Baited and Cell Death with Johnny Deathwish from New Brunswick play at Baba's Lounge. January 20th, it's an album release gig with Trevor Lowell Clements and the Barn Cat Poetry Beat with Stratabuse and the Devil's Punch Bowl at the Sportsman's Club. And also on January 20th, the Sirens do their show Birdsong, the first of two performances, this one at Park Royal United in Charlottetown. Now, beat poetry only reminds you of the coffee houses and black-walled spaces of the 60s or maybe its resurgence in the 90s, then you might be surprised to know that that style of music is alive and well on PEI. And part of the reason for that is because of this fellow that you're about to meet. He's not only an artist in uh, a way that most musicians aren't, but he's lived all over the world. And when he's not educating through music, he's educating as an educator. He's Trevor Lowell Clements, and he just, re just released excuse me, his first official album, The Laboratory of Poetics and Soundwave Manipulation, in September with his trusty barn cat poetry beat. And he's here in the Altoons studio, otherwise known as my basement. Trevor, it's awesome to finally have you here in these trusty but cement walls. I am very happy to be here. I've been looking forward to it. Cool. I'm first uh, interview of the year, too. It's kind of one of my goals in life. Oh, really? Well, I mean... I wouldn't say life because I mean I've only known you for six months, so That's true. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of an acronym. It's, but... it's still kind of <laughs> it's still kind of nice to be up there. Up you know, there, need the little ego boost here. Yeah. Now most people who want to get 
what do we know about ego? Most people who want to get into music are drawn to rock or pop or more other familiar genres. Yeah. So what drew you to beat poetry and when did you start creating music in that style? Um, as far as like poetry, I got into poetry probably when I was about 16. It was like kind of like more of a mental health thing, just like getting stuff out. Like I, I wasn't really versed, you know, I didn't read, you know, Dylan Thomas or, or, you know, uh, oversexed rug suckers from Mars. <laughs> but, uh, I always did, you know, poetry and I was pretty shy, um, you know, growing up, you know, I wouldn't do probably public speaking or something. Uh, something like this. The first thing I did, I, I did like campus radio. Nobody could see me. You know, I was just playing music and I'm talking. So, you know, there's that level of able to explore that, right. you know, thing without doing it. And then the next thing I did, although I was already playing music, because I had written the poetry, I, I started going to like poetry open mics. Right. And that was, you know, not quite as, uh, you know, intimidating as say, you know, singing or something, because it's it's essentially speaking. Yes. You know, maybe I put on a, a you know a funky hat and tried to look like a you know like a bohemian or something. But essentially, you know, I'd been speaking for my whole life, so I felt confident that I could do it. You know, whereas if I was playing music, yeah, that's a whole different thing. Yeah, there's that worry like I'm gonna mess it up or something, right? So there wasn't that. Yeah, I just started doing these uh, poetry things, and then I started sometimes getting some music along with it. And then I guess, you know, as far as like, when you say the, the, the beat poetry, I mean, I call what I'm doing now a beat poetry jam band. I mean, I don't know if it's traditionally... Technically. Technically beat, beat poetry. poetry. You know, that was, you know, more sort of, you know, jazz and the whole whatever 60s right. beatnik the e e yeah. ethic. But I mean, it's, it, it's maybe the closest thing. So maybe... It's uh, maybe I'm part of Beat Poetry's uh, progeny or something. Next or, generation. Next generation or, so, or, or, or something like that. Uh, it's, a, it's evocative. Yeah. It is evocative. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, I thought I've lived in some eclectic yeah. places, and I have, but um, you've got me beat all hollow. Um, in addition to PEI, you've made homes in Abu Dhabi, uh, Brunei. Is that how I say that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mongolia, South Korea, and your wife is even from South Korea. Yeah. What took you to all these locales, and how has the exposure to so many different cultures influenced your work? I guess the short version is teaching English brought me to all those locales. Um how that happened was kind of something I just stumbled into. I Somebody said to me, you know, maybe you should, you know, go back to university. And I didn't plan to be an educator. Um, but, like, what happened is I got into my fourth year and I'm like, what am I going to do? You've been here long enough to know that we're a little bit um, economically... You know, we're not Alberta. You yeah. know, we're not we're not we're not a boom town, right? Right. So, you know, almost everybody here knows somebody that's gone somewhere else for work, whether it's the oil patch or overseas. I'd seen this recruiter on campus, right? And I'd heard about, you know, like, oh people go over to Japan or whatever and teach English and you know, pay off their student loans. I just I, I just mentioned offhand to call and said I don't know man like maybe I'll maybe I should go to Japan or something teach English people are doing that and they pay off their debts and Colin's like oh my niece is teaching English in Korea here's her email address why don't you email her and see how she likes it so I emailed her 
And then she emailed back, so oh, I really love it. And uh, she said, oh, my best friend is a recruiter in Toronto. Here's her email. Why don't you email her? And uh, I don't know, she maybe fell something out. And two weeks later, I had a job and I was off to Korea. Wow. So you lived in all these different countries teaching English. Yeah. And then, so how does how does that affect your, your uh, artistic output? I, I think that living in different countries, like, changes your worldview. It changes how you perceive your own country even for countries you've never been in and you don't know much about it's going to change just how you think about culture and everything right because you know you get these you know dumb ideas like for example i lived in two you know five years of my of my life in like in countries that like are you know are, are you know muslim countries right and you know from north america you know the ideas that people would have about muslim mm. countries are so far off the mark you know especially if they're like watching fox news or something right um and you know and you realize that like people are just people yeah. people that want to live live a life and you know fall in love and make a living there's lots of beautiful things about the korean culture i mean this gong that's a traditional korean gong i played in a korean traditional folk group that i again I, I stumble into things. <laughs> yeah. I was, and, and this is one of the many ways that you were influenced by living in these different countries. And then, so yeah, music. I played in some Korean bands, you know, and you meet different musicians. You know, there's still some beats that, you know, I learned that, you know, maybe someday I'll want to like incorporate onto the drum set, you know. And so there's pretty neat, you know, so that stuff could influence, I guess, you know. Oh, absolutely. Uh, um, yeah. My music. And then, you know, I played not a whole lot of music in Abu Dhabi, but I met different uh, musicians. I recorded um, two of my tracks, Transformations, which you played on one of the I shows. Did. That was recorded there? Yeah, that was recorded there. And, 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 and so was um, Unassuming Ways. And I tried to kind of get in a band there, but it just never really, mm. it never really clicked, you know. And then in Mongolia, I didn't play a lot of gigs. I was only there for a year. But Brunei, I was in two maybe three different bands mm -hmm. um we recorded one song and made a video i think it's kind of big in ireland not really but it was written about dolores claiborne who was the lead singer of the cranberries oh okay um okay. yeah so you can it's on youtube there awesome so. i was gonna ask so yeah so you've recorded speaking of recordings a yeah, bunch yeah. of singles and albums on platforms yeah. over the years where people can listen to stuff for free yeah but the laboratory of poetics and Soundwave manipulation yeah. is your first official album that's available for purchase so yeah what made you make the jump like yeah i mean i guess i kind of had some stuff on soundcloud or stuff but i never officially released it or said anything i think a lot of that stuff was sort of on the on the back burner because i was sort of you know focused on teaching English and I kind of had this thing too maybe it was a confidence thing where like I always just got into bands and played drums and often in my bands I might have did one poetry thing but there was something kind of saying that like you don't deserve to mm. to do your own mm. thing to be mm. the band leader or whatever right you know I think that was maybe part part of it and you know the beat poetry thing it's not exactly mainstream you know like not right. it's not going to be everybody's cup of tea right so i was always self-conscious about you know i never really found people that were really into it until the guys that i'm you know playing with now because everything i recorded up to that were one-offs and it's not like i like i felt my stuff was bad like i was proud of it and you know i played it like over i mean recording stuff for 25 years you know i played it for lots of friends and i always got good feedback so i always thought it was 
good, but there was something inside, like a block or something, holding me back. Good old insecurity. Yeah. I know nothing about that. And I think I just decided, you know, like, first of all, I did put it on the back burner because I was going overseas. And I always had that, you know, all those years I was overseas, that what if. Yeah. And then when I was getting burned out with a job and I was going to get out of it, you know, I kind of... You know, I was seeing a career counselor. I was like, finally, I'm, I'm changing careers. And I also kind of made a promise to myself that I'm not going to go join a band and just be the drummer. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I'll be in some other bands and be drummers. I still like doing that. But it's like, I'm going to pursue it. So I think talking about that, one of the things that I talked about was how I always put my dreams in the background. Mm-hmm. And I think just going to counseling, that was that was a switch that, that made me you know, call up the guitar player um, and say, no, like, like, like enough is, you know, yeah, it's time. fucking enough, it's right? Time. Yeah. I'm doing it, right? Because I'm 51, right? And I may never, you know, I may never get well known or whatever, and that's okay. I'm just so happy that I am doing it. Yeah. You know, just, yeah. and, 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 and it goes where it goes. So yeah, that's well. That's good. That was very brave of you then to take this step to put put the album out. It's not just oh, I'm putting an album out. It's 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 a culmination of this part of your journey, which is really awesome. Now the other half we yeah. have Trevor Lowell Clements. We have the Barn Cat Poetry. Yeah, yeah. But um, how did you um, come up with that name, and what does it mean to you? The concept behind Barn Cats was that so I love cats first of all, but. You know, growing up on a farm, we had house cats and we had barn cats. And the whole metaphor is that the barn cats are like sort of the artists in society, right? You know, back historically, there'd be like a rich aristocrat. And if somebody, and if he liked this artist, like painter, he'd be a benefactor or a patron, right? Right. So that's kind of like, he's like the guy in the house, right? And and the barn cat kind of gets invited into the house so the barn cats are sort of like a little bit the artist a little bit in the fringes of society and if you're perhaps good enough at your craft or cute enough or whatever maybe maybe the people in the house bring you into the house it's about being an artist and being a musician I so like that it's, it's a metaphor and not just i mean it's not it's a it's a cute name but I like that there's actually a meaning to it, and, and it's metaphorical. And I love cats. Um, now, of course, you've played all over the freaking world, um, but now you're going to be playing at Sportsman's Club uh, January 20th. It's an official album release uh, Yes, album concert, right? release celebration. We're so going to have I'm sure, Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure both the set list and the setup are going to be as eclectic as you are. Yep. Um, so you beat me to it. What can uh, audiences look forward to? It's going to be a trip. <laughs> because, I wouldn't expect anything less. Like, like, okay, so there's three bands. Uh, Stratabuse mm-hmm. is opening. That's uh, um, Jeff Smith and uh, Todd King. Great bass player. Todd's a great guitar player. He calls it Stratabuse. Maybe I shouldn't tell you because uh, you should come to the show and see it. But there's something he does with his guitar, his Strat, um, that you should see it. And I think he does it as the last song. So if you've been to a show, you may have seen it before. But it's pretty cool. Um, come to the show. Come to the show. Then there's my gig. Mm-hmm. You're going to see a beat poetry jam band with me. We have a structure to the songs, but we improvise a lot. 
there's poetry. I do do a funk rap version of Bud This Bud. I can't do it here because probably copyright and stuff. Yeah. Um, there's going to be Chester Hewlett, who is a visual artist. Uh, he, he makes fabulous art. Uh, he's going to be, he does his art in his tablet. He's going to be doing art in real time. Uh, and I have a projector that I bought when I was teaching overseas. We're going to project that. So, so he's just coming up with stuff. I want to make inspired it, by what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. I'm sort of like because I'm very new. Nobody knows me, so I'm sort of trying to, you know, play with. Like, for, so the other thing you can expect is uh, the Devil's Punch Bowl. They're a bit more. Uh, you know, they've been doing it a bit. They're a bit uh, well known, and they f and rock. That's all I can say about that. The, the singer is like he's kind of got this gravelly sort of like tom waits bit of a punk thing mm -hmm. and i'm having them close the show right because they're they're more established i'm amazed <laughs> i'm playing with todd because todd and jeff i believe they were in paper cross which was i think the first heavy metal band on pei like back early 80s um so that's like history that is like history. i'm playing with like the grandfathers of <laughs> rock and people, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the, like the statesmen, the elder statesmen, right? Um, so that's going to be super cool. Devil's Punch Bowl. Uh, Chris Wolf, I think, is a singer. I don't know all of them. You know, Beatty? He plays harp. Like, not I don't, not harmonica harp, like harp harp. Uh, yeah. Like angels. Right. <laughs> In a Tom Waits punkish band. Like, it's, it's something you got to see. So they're going to be awesome, too. So that's what you're going to expect. Uh, at that show. Make sure you also look up this guy yeah. who's a triptych of artists at the yeah, yeah. Sportsman's Club on Saturday, January 20th. And one of the songs you're going to hear there is one of the songs that we're going to play here on iTunes. And um, so to give you a little TLC, that's Trevor O. Clements, by the way, um, why don't you tell listeners which track you've selected and why you've selected it? Okay. It was kind of hard to decide, but... My shtick and my kind of thing is I'm sort of doing the, the you know, the poet thing in, in, in this band. And AMJ um, already played one of my song songs, uh, so I chose instead Little Things. We're going to fade out, so you're going to have to come, you know, to, to the show to see it live, to see like the full like 15, 20-minute version, whatever it ends up being on, on that night. Um, and for the full 25-minute version, you're going to want to get the album. Yep. Laboratory of Poetics and Sound Wave Manipulation. And I actually have gotten to a point where I can say that without tripping over I know. It. So Little Things, I chose it also because it's the most recent recording. Mm. And it's the guys that I'm playing with now. Mm. So it's most probably representative of what it's going to sound like uh, probably when you go there, right? So I thought it's good. And I love... I love my barn cats that I'm playing with. Like, You're, feel each other. Yeah. You know? So here's a little We're gonna TLC. We're going to fade out. We're going to fade out. A little TLC from TLC. Yeah. Little Things edited version here on iTunes. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for letting me have the gong show tonight. Namaste, Namaste motherfuckers. motherfuckers. <laughs> Thank you.
looking dark mist insanity
Mr. Rapid. Subconscious blink. In an underwater tank. The unknown. Trevor Lowell Clements and the Barncat Poetry Beat with a truncated version of their jam Little Things on iTunes. As a reminder, that categorically catchy cut is 25 minutes in its entirety, so let's call what you've just heard a radio edit. Even though this isn't radio, though it might as well be given its influence, mine. In addition to passing on the word about the gig featuring TLC BCPB at the Sportsman's Club on the 20th, which I will be attending, by the way, Trevor would also like me to put out the word that he is organizing a concert to benefit Palestine and that he is inviting PEI bands to take part. Contact him through Facebook, Instagram, or by email at trvr.clements, C-L-E-M-E-N-T-S, at gmail.com. I would like to put out the word that I'm going to be on CBC Radio's Main Street this Tuesday, January 9th, letting Islanders from tip to tip know about this podcast and what it does. Tune in, and you can help get that same word out by telling people you know that Altoons is alive, kicking, and all PEI all the time. Islanders have a reputation for spreading news through word of mouth, so put that superpower to good use and start spreading. Follow the pod on Facebook and Instagram, where I regularly post links to where you can buy the music you hear in these episodes. I think I can speak for the artists when I say they'd certainly appreciate having some loonies and toonies or more directed their way. Altoons will soon be joining TikTok, and the website is about to undergo some retooling. Also, sooner than later, you'll be able to hear episodes on YouTube, so keep them ears open for when all that becomes official. And eyes, because social media... If you want to comment on the show or suggest an artist I should play, maybe point me in the direction of some vintage island music or record yourself uttering an island phrase the way Irene Doyle did at the top of this episode, drop me an email at amj at altoons.ca or leave me a voice message at 902-807-4250. Musical contribution to the Altoons theme by Kaylin McCauley and John Hashem. Show concept by Rocky O'Neill. I'm Adam Michael James, and that wraps up Altoons' first outing for 2024. Next week, they'll be in need for Norder, and when we're done getting Supreme with Wave Supreme, we'll chat with the legendary Don Ross about his nearly four-decade career ahead of his show at the Trailside on the 16th. While you're doing your best to keep your anticipation at bay, remember these immortal words, be good, and if you can't be good, be good at it. See you soon! <laughs>